0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 122 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm here with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey,
1: Shannon. How's it going? It's
0: going great. I New rule. New yeah. rule. Everyone must stop and go listen to the first 121 episodes.
1: Okay. No,
0: don't do that. But you can.
1: I mean, don't tell them <laughs> not to do that. <laughs>
0: I just, as I was saying, 122, I was like, wow, that means there's 121 other episodes because that's how math works. Yes. And I was like, that's a lot. So. And
1: Mallory, remember, we have to stop at 167 because Mallory <laughs> said so.
0: Um, I'm doing great.
1: How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've had some crud running through the the Patterson house, so.
1: Mm-hmm. We have had the Harrell house as well.
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, everyone's got the... The fun it's, stuff. Tis the season to be sick. <laughs> Yay! Um, what else is going on? What are we? What What's happening? What's going on in the the life of the church and whatnot? Well, I just ow. shot him with a rubber band, by the way. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> um,
1: you know we're as I like to say it we're we're approaching Super Bowl season. <laughs>
0: Super but Jesus, I have tickets to the Super Bowl. That is from a funny like overlay of uh some really bad Jesus video and then voiceover of it. Oh so, yeah. I yeah. think I've seen that. Yeah. Um
1: But Easter Easter's Easter is coming. It's um, the Super Bowl for well, church. From a production standpoint, you know you always strive for excellence and perfection. Mm-hmm. You do, you just hold the reins a little bit tighter mm-hmm. on Easter and Christmas.
0: Maybe we should loosen the reins. No. Like, you know, Holy Spirit, like, loosen the reins.
1: No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about <laughs> button pressing.
0: <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. I'm just, I was being hyper-spiritual there for a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, not loosening the reins.
0: Um, <clears throat> I'm joking. I mean, I'm not, but you know what I mean. Yeah, let's move on from that. Anyway. <laughs> but so, but, we're going to talk about hearing from God today. That that's why that was in my brain. But, but I
1: know what you mean. But there's a lot of cool things that happen with uh, mm-hmm. Easter, like uh, you know, we'll probably do like we did last uh, Easter and the Easter before that is we'll have a podcast every day mm-hmm. during the week of Holy Week. Um, we're still talking about whether we're going to do a worship night the week of Holy Week. It's the same week as Spring Break, so we're just kind of getting some feelers out there for that. Yes. Uh, but then there's a lot of service opportunities that are happening in the spring season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kristen is really busy with getting the, her egg hunts ready to go for the kids and the middle schoolers. It's just a, a really neat time.
0: It is. And, you know, you talk about it being like the Super Bowl of, you know, there's a reason for that. And you know this because of your community group, but... um in um this 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 week at, that we're recording um the community group guide that we have for our community groups to use to hence the community guide for community groups yeah um, but one of the things i put in there was i if there's something special coming up i like to kind of put it at the top of the notes so that group leaders know to rem- remember to tell the group, hey, Easter's coming and here's mm-hmm. when the services are and here's when the egg hunt is and whatever. And so for this week, what I shared um, was just some Easter info. So not just the um, the times of the services, but this is why this is important because, I'm going to share this with you guys, Lifeway Research did uh, a survey and they found that this is, st- this is shocking to me. Or... It's sad to me. I'll put it that way. Mm. Disappointing, maybe the better word. Yeah. 48% of people who attend church have never invited someone to church. Never. Never. So almost 50%.
1: Yeah. Never. Mm.
0: And so I don't know. I said shocking. Uh, I don't know. Sad, but disappointing. Like, oh, never.
1: Yeah, that, that kind of, um, to me, that goes back to what our community group was talking about last week. And mm-hmm. the material was talking about taking up your cross, mm-hmm. and you know there there are those people that literally take up a cross and they walk across yeah, the yeah, country, yeah. and we're not and as a group we weren't talking about it like that. We were talking about just making it evident that we wear our faith on our sleeve,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, and th- and if you wear it on your sleeve, the conversation's going to come up like. If you put out that you're a Christian, you're going to have the opportunities to invite someone. So you are. It's, it's almost like 48% aren't wearing their faith on their sleeve or mm-hmm. aren't proud of their faith.
0: Well, yeah, and I think something to note as far as the research goes.
1: And I can say that because I, I either have been there
0: mm-hmm.
1: or am there at certain points in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why, like with the research, it did specify, it says 48% of church attendees. Yes. And so, you know, where are those attendees, where are they on their faith walk? Mm -hmm. Where are they on their journey? Are they even actually believers or not? Which brings me to another item of, uh, statistic-wise, Pew Research. Pew. Pew, pew. pew. Um, Or pew. It said that Americans Google the word church around Easter more than any other time of the year. So you're talking about this is the Super Bowl, this is the big-time year. There's a reason that you say that. One, yes, we're celebrating the resurrected Christ, but we know for in regard to the Sunday morning worship experience, it's because people come that Mm -hmm. don't normally come, and this is what the statistics show. Here's something even more. 67% say that an invitation from a family member would be effective in getting them to visit a church. I don't know what whose family that is, because that doesn't seem like that seems kinda high, but like I ain't going to church with you. But that's what they say. But then the other side, sixty three percent say that an invitation from a friend or a neighbor would be somewhat or very effective in them actually coming to visit church with them. Mm. Which I think that's the one that's really important. Um and then here's the startling again uh, this is why this is. I put this in our community group stuff for people to talk about. Was uh, Tom Rainier, who writes a lot about church growth and and things like he that. He has a mountain named after him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has a book called The Unchurched Next Door,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in that he shares that seven out of ten unchurched people have never been invited to church. Seven out of ten.
1: See that blows my mind from where we live. Like where right. we live, that. That doesn't make sense. It, it,
0: it that's a yeah, that's definitely a, a national yeah. uh, average there. But even so, mm. um, it's got to have some of. I mean, it, it's it's true to some degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think that should.
1: I had someone that knew <clears> I worked <throat> at here at a church invited me to go to their church instead.
0: <laughs> You're like, like I'm busy, sorry, I can't. <laughs>
1: but but around here, that is a crazy thought process because. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying like, because this is the Bible Belt. But I mean, colloquially, mm-hmm. the church is so integral to the um, societal norms
0: mm-hmm. of
1: this area. Whether whether it's a part of your life or n- not, you it's, have the it's still. There is a backstory of church in your life, whether you've ever gone or not.
0: Yeah. So you have the the I don't know terminology and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all that kind of, yeah.
1: Like, even if you never go to church, you know where your grandma goes to church. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, that's very and true. And you understand church works <laughs> because
1: of people like your your grandparents or yes. your parents and stuff like that. Like, even if you don't go to church and even the ones that probably have never been, I, I would argue that that number is high. But, um even the ones that haven't had a physical like, Hey, will you come to church with me? Yeah. They they have or at least around here, they have an expectation and an experience of what church is like.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me actually
1: Which is could be worse.
0: Well, and as I was say, um I think that's even more important than um because we could look around and we could hear someone use the Christianese mm-hmm. um, or, you know, say something, do whatever, and you're like, oh, they have all the outward trappings of someone who's engaged in church, mm-hmm. but they're not. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really not about the attendance of church as it is. We're talking about, like, does someone know Jesus? That's mm-hmm. That's really the whole point of it all. It's yeah. not we're trying to get butts and seats. It's, do people know Jesus? Have people had a transformation in their life and know Jesus Christ? That's the goal. That's the mm-hmm. end. That's the purpose of what we're doing. And um, it would, it's a little bit trickier mm-hmm. in where we live Yeah. Um, to go, oh, it's obvious that, and, you know, of course, then you get into this whole, well, what, what are we basing our opinion on? You know, like, mm-hmm. why do we assume that? So um, it all comes back to me as far as like, you were saying with your group, is we need to wear our faith. People need to see it. They need to know it. We need to be unashamed of it um, so that those conversations happen in a very natural way. And you find out whether someone looks the part or not. Yep. um, Or someone looks in such a way where you're like, oh, they're probably not a Christian. You know, maybe they're all tatted up or whatever, and you assume they're not. But then you find out in these very natural conversations, as you're being real with your faith, Mm Mm-hmm. That you find out where they are, you know, because that's it's the nature of the conversation, yeah. And I think that's what's most important because mm-hmm. we could just assume, oh, well, everyone knows, you know, everyone knows where Josh's granny is at church, so that's where we're going, you know, like, yeah, everyone knows, and that's mm-hmm. just not the way it is, anyway. So, all that to say, <laughs> we're gearing up for
1: Easter, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I, I um, mean, not, that I, wasn't even in our notes for conversation well, today, so that's I,
1: I, <clears> I your you're, um. Stats about church being more um, searched for yeah, around do, Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A backs up. W- w- Which lock. is a little bit older yeah.
0: um, stat, I'm sure, because it just used Google. So yeah. it doesn't even go into the realm that you're probably about yeah. to touch on.
1: Well, no, I'm not even going to go into that realm. But um, but it it's so interesting that it hypes up around Easter. Uh, and yes, we work on it hot like. hmm we do. We pour a lot of time and effort into our marketing around Easter and Christmas. Not that we don't during
0: mm-hmm. regular
1: times, sure. But we're very con- conscious about that. There, there are a lot more people searching.
0: There's eyes on it, yeah.
1: And I feel like just the because of how powerful Easter is and w- what it means mm-hmm. is the only reason that it's so much search more. Because even though people don't know mm-hmm. or really. Something about the Easter story is interesting to them,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it sparks something in them that yeah. they that they don't know and understand. Yeah, and that is a total God thing, sparking that search
0: without a doubt.
1: And that's why I call it a Super Bowl because I think not that he's not doing it all the time, but this is where even people that aren't mm-hmm. it strong in their faith are a little bit closer because they're of,
0: listening, maybe looking, yeah. maybe yeah.
1: And to me, that's why I call it the Super Bowl because people's ears are acutely mm-hmm. more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a very good segue into what we're, we've are we kind of been talking about or if you follow uh, me on social media or the church on social media, you've mm-hmm. seen some of the stuff I've uh, put out there the last uh, week and a half, two weeks on hearing from God because we have... We corporately have experienced as a church just how God is, is speaking and a little more specific in a, in a, well, we're hearing Him. I'm I'm listening, and I'm trying to be more intentional about listening. You know, I have to be careful sometimes I say, because um, even like Justin's done a couple of, uh, you've done a couple of TikToks. Yeah, uh, which, with,
1: which is neat because we didn't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> that we didn't talk to one another that we were
0: about hearing god's voice yeah yeah, yeah i didn't yeah and then i saw it and i was like oh cool so um but it's not like you know we're we're just actively listening all the time and we're just hoping he's gonna pop in and speak let's be real we he's always speaking mm-hmm. we need to be listening mm-hmm. you know i remember a long time ago i just became a believer and i did a um, a Bible study called Experiencing God. And I've done it a couple times since then, I think three times total. Um, but the whole idea is just um, it's that God is always at work. And so we need to be looking for where God's at work, that he is always at work. He's always speaking. He's always revealing himself. It's a matter of whether we are recognizing it.
1: whether it, Whether it, the answer we're getting is what we want to hear.
0: Well, right, and then that's when you even get into the specifics of, mm-hmm. well, no, God's not talking because, oh, well, he's not. ow, he shot me back with a rubber band. Um, God's not talking because I'm not getting the answer I want, and it's like, well, that's not, that's not it anyway. So, so hearing from God is something that's really, uh, you know, something that I'm trying to be much more intentional about. Here's a quote. Um, whew, here's a quote from Dallas Willard. So I, I quoted him. He wrote a book called Hey. <laughs> Hearing God. He didn't say the hey part. I threw that in. Hearing God, Dallas Willard, says this. He writes, God's word is to be reliably and safely sought and found free of mystification, gimmickry, hysteria, self-righteousness, self-exaltation, self-obsession, and dogmatism. And listen, you can just pause right there, Josh. Unfortunately, when you talk about hearing from God... Some people will immediately find themselves in looking in one of those categories mm-hmm. of oh well. The only way you hear from God is this. I was watching a YouTube video last night of of this guy that that waves a cape around and people are falling all over the floor. And I was just like, and, and I, I watched it for a good a good bit, like twenty minutes of it. And and at no point was was the gospel lifted up. It was just him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what, what, how is this edifying to, to the body of Christ? I was trying to understand that, you know, to me, that was, I don't know, hysteria, gimmickry, maybe some self-righteousness. I don't know. Anyway, the quote goes on, uh, God's word. So talking about God's word, um, it's to be free of those things on the presupposition of such a life, we can lay down something close to a formula for living with God's guiding voice. Note, however, that it is not a formula for getting God to speak to us. It is instead a formula for living with God's voice, for hearing his word in a life surrendered and brought to maturity by him. So, that's the thing. It's like, God is speaking. Do we hear him? And we don't have to be looking for him in the mystics and the gimmickry and hysteria and all that kind of stuff. He's speaking. And in a surrendered life, um, we can, we can lean into him. So, and I shared that in the, in the first post I made about hearing from God and kind of this, um, this formula, if you will, for, for listening to God and, and being quiet before him and listening for him. Um, and, and then just to reiterate the fact that God is not silent, right? So, um, you know, a lot of people ask, well, how do you even hear from God? Which, you know, you can go watch some of those, the, the videos that Justin, Um, Justin, and you have put together. But how do you hear from God? How do you know it's even God? How do you know it's like God and not the burrito you had last night? Or like, how do you hear or learn to hear God's voice? And the reality is this: first and foremost, God, He most certainly wants to communicate with you. Um, he wants you to listen he wants you to respond he is not silent and so there's this formula as Willard called it Dallas Willard called it for living with God's voice and I want to touch on this formula briefly and I use the word formula with quotations and I and I say that loosely because it's not like if you follow these steps then you will get the answer you want I think it's this is more about our journey than it is about you know us turning up the volume to hear from God um So God's not silent. There needs to be, without a doubt, Josh, there's got to be depth in our um, desire to to read God's Word. Yes. If we are cruising over um, a verse, a five-minute devotional or whatever, and then we're closing the book and going about our business... There is a lack of depth there, Mm. without a doubt. We need to go deeper into God's principles that are in the scriptures. We need to go deeper into their meaning, into their application uh, for our own lives. Um, And so really the question is, is is there a depth in your life? If you want to hear from God, listener, if you're a listener, hey, do you want to listen? Um, Is there a depth? Do you regularly, you know, meditate on God's word? Like, do you sit in it and just let it go, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like,
1: this- like those five-minute um, mm-hmm. devotions are a great introduction and get you in the practice. Yes. But if you never go any deeper than that, you're not really developing any skills or learning anything other right. than th- the quick notes that mm-hmm. the author said a young Christian can uh, consume this and be mm-hmm. okay. Th- there's no, like, searching right? going on. It's all being spoon-fed.
0: Yeah, And in, in the, in the first Psalm, um, it says, blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord, who meditate on his law day and night. So there's not, you know, blessed are those who, you know, skim the word of God, don't give it much thought. Don't like, it says that person is a tree planted by streams of living water. It's like, they are, they are, they are, they are receiving what, what they need, um, and so there's this there's this understanding of you know you've got to be you've got to make that depth make that time put, set that aside if you want to hear from God there needs to be depth in your engagement with the Word of God
1: and you can only get that reading the Bible and praying
0: yeah without a doubt and then I you I don't think you can really have any kind of depth if you don't have this next part of the formula. Which is for there to be attention. We've mm. got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't just mean like pay attention to what you're reading, which of course you do, but look around and pay attention to what's happening in your life. What is going on? What's happening? What are your thoughts? what's what's in your heart? How's your heart condition? You know, like not basically, regardless of circumstances, this is where God meets you, and he seeks to bring like his presence, his healing, his wholeness, and all this. And so, there's just this, this we need to be aware of where we are,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, in Luke chapter 15, uh, verse 17, it says, When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my fathers?' High-. This is talking about the prodigal son um, he realized that he had made just a horrible decision and was eating, you know, the slop for the pigs. And he, he said, uh, when he came to his senses, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death, right? There's this understanding of, I've got to, I've got to take account of my life. Like he finally like looked around and was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I'm in a pig pen. I am, I'm, I'm not where I should be. I am not where the father where I'm supposed to be as the father's child. And um we need to look around at our Listen, if you're wanting to hear from God, but you look around and you're in the pig pen, hey, climb out of the pig pen first. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. start making that effort um to get out of the pig pen. Like don't don't sit there and waddle in the in the mud, uh, you know, the mire, uh mm-hmm. as scripture says. And then go, but I don't know why God's not talking to me. I mean, I'm right here in the middle of this mess I've made for myself and these really horrible choices that I've, I've made for myself. Get out. Now, listen, you don't have to get out in order for God to speak to you, but don't sit there in it if you know you're in it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Is God's grace and mercy more than capable of reaching anybody, any place? Of course he is. Do you have to clean yourself up to come before God? No, you do not because none of us can. Mm-hmm. None of us are able to clean ourselves up. The the, the best of us can't. Yep. So but but if you are in this place going, I want to hear from God, but you know there that you could list some things that you know God does not approve of, God does not call holy, God does not call good. You know it. You know it, you know it. Go ahead and surrender those things. Yep. Separate yourself from those things, move away from those things, whatever you gotta do. Um And then, and then call out to him, like he'll meet you. But if you already know it, don't, don't wait for him to, to do something miraculous in your life before you choose to let go. Because it it might be the very thing that God's waiting for you to let go so that then you're, you know, you've heard me say this a lot. Josh is like, we need to make sure we hold things loosely so that God can take them or. You know.
1: Put more in. You're right. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And so that's what I'm saying there. I got really preachy on that, but that's just kind of how I feel about it.
1: (laughs) Also, like, I also want to say to someone that wouldn't consider themselves in the pig pen yet. Sure. But turn around before you get there. Don't wait (laughs) until you hit rock bottom to call for Jesus. Mm
0: -hmm. You can
1: probably tell that certain things aren't right. They haven't affected you that bad yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But Mm -hmm. you go, eh.
0: It makes me think, and you're right there, especially probably with Caroline, Um, that age of kid where they're like, you're like, don't, don't do that. Like, don't take the remote. Mm -hmm. And, and they like stare at you like with a smile on their face and their hand reaching for that remote or whatever it is you've told them not to do. And, and they kind of just inch it closer and closer. And, you know, that's, I almost pictured as you said that, like, like of us, like someone like. Straddling a fence and going, mm. should I jump in the pig pen or should I not? Yeah. I probably know I, I shouldn't. I know? feel like most of us are at that
1: point. <laughs> right. Like we're on track to the pig pen <laughs> and we just haven't jumped in yet. You know?
0: Don't do it.
1: Um, Yeah. So, because I feel like personally I've taken a lot of time to fig- to give attention and self-examining myself and, and giving attention to start – not only listening, but hearing mm-hmm. God. And, you know, I wasn't at the pig pen, but I was headed to the pig pen. Sure,
0: sure. Well, and that's. Or
1: the back of the shed is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, now now here's here's the flip side to this paying attention, because we're still on this second point of paying attention. Um, this formula for hearing from God, if you will. Yes, we need to pay attention to what's happening in our life and see, like the prodigal son, like, do we come to our senses and go, whoa, I'm not where I should be. On the flip side of that is, we could be looking around and listening and watching and going, wow, God has been speaking this to me. Like, this is what, you know, this is you know in my own soul like i've i've there's been this persistent thought of you know maybe it's I, I don't know like maybe you feel called to ministry or maybe you um that you should you know switch your career or you know i don't know lead a community group i mean it's it could be anything lead a community right group. but um but like are there things that God has been stirring and and you're just not paying attention, mm-hmm. and so you're just like boop a doop a doo, you know? Um, oh, but there's he's, that thought again. Yeah, and it's like He wants you to mm-hmm. pay attention to that. So, um, there there's two sides to that. One is to recognize if if you're you know moving away from God, and the other is to recognize. Um, how he's possibly been kind of actually specifically directing you and, and you just haven't been paying attention. Mm. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Like if, if you
1: have kids uh, and they have devices and they're so plugged in. If that, that you have
0: kids, you do have devices, but yeah. yes, go ahead.
1: <laughs> they're so plugged in that they, they're they not paying attention to the world around them mm-hmm. and they're not listening to what their parents are saying. Yep. We are in the same boat.
0: Oh, we are Josh. we are the teenager
1: on the couch with our iPad and headphones, and our father is trying to get our attention mm-hmm. and we're so wrapped up into what we're doing and what we have going on
0: mm-hmm.
1: he could have our f- favorite thing yeah right beside our head, but because we're so focused on what we have going on mm-hmm. and we're distracted by so much noise, yep that we have no idea what he what he wants for mm-hmm. us
0: yep, yep. So remember now, this whole thing is, how do we hear God's voice? How do we know it's God's voice? So first of all, there needs to be depth to us. God has given us his word. Um, so we, we need to, why would we have God's word? Mm-hmm. So, so we need to have depth to that. Secondly, we need to pay attention. Pay attention to where we are running away from God. Pay attention to how he is speaking specifically to us. And then thirdly, as we are wanting to hear from God, we need to be constant and we need to be specific about the things maybe we are seeking, right? God knows your heart, but he wants us to share all things with him. Um, you know, he, if we're seeking his guidance, if we're seeking his voice, if we're seeking his leading, he wants us to share that with him. There's a, that's a relational aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, even on those things that maybe you think I already understand this, I already know how this is going to play out. God wants, you know, you go back to the example of the father and the child, you know, Mm -hmm. the parent and the child. It's like, we know almost all the time what our kids need. Um, especially at the younger age, um, but it doesn't mean that we don't delight in them asking for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know, uh, yeah, y- I don't know what example I'm gonna give there. Let's just. <laughs> I I kind of
1: I, I have an example of like being constant and specific. Mm-hmm. Um, have so when you were a kid, you'd ask your <laughs> parents for money, right?
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And yeah.
1: then would you go, and they they go, what do you need it for, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then every time you would say, you know the needs of my heart. <laughs> right? Is that? No, you, you told them what you needed.
0: That's very true. You're like, I don't know, or I'm going to the movies, or whatever. Yeah. I want to do this. I need to buy that. But, yeah, yeah, But we right.
1: ha- we have to be specific for uh-huh. what we're praying for. Yeah. Just, I mean, in public, sure. But when it's you and God, and I struggle with this so much because sometimes I just don't like to... Yeah say be be i struggle with this a lot Mm -hmm. even in my one-on-one is to be specific Mm -hmm. Mm uh we have to when we're one-on-one with god we have to pray for exactly Mm -hmm. what what we need what we what we want in our faith walk what uh we're searching for
0: yeah and it doesn't mean if we're not specific that god's not going to speak but it is it is a it's the relational aspect of our heart Of saying, okay, because let's, I'll be very like candid with this or not so candid because I don't know the specifics on my own prayers sometimes, but, or past ones. Anyway, um, is that there's times when I've been praying and as I get more specific with God in my prayer, I realize in the moment of prayer, oh, that's not really what I was praying for. Yeah. Like he's been like, is that really what you wanted?
1: And if you leave is that really
0: what you were seeking? And it's like, oh no, it wasn't. It's like he's revealing what he wants to do as I'm praying as specifically as I know how.
1: Exactly. So it, <laughs> and he's like Come it's on. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So when you're when you can be yeah. constant and specific, <clears throat> and we'll go back to uh the um asking something from your parents. hmm When you tell them what you want, they're gonna ask questions to see if that's really what yep. what you want or what you need or or, or is that mm-hmm. what's best for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And it helps you yeah. walk it out. So yep. being
1: constant and specific opens the dialogue <clears throat> mm-hmm. for you and God to have a conversation about what's going on in your life. Yeah, and yeah. Y- and you can't just pray about it one time and mm-hmm. it be done.
0: Yeah, and you know um,
1: some things you c- there's always a <clears throat> counter point to basically anything well, <laughs> I ever say. But
0: no, and I wasn't gonna counter you. I was gonna say taking that example from you know we're talking about children and like as an adult as a young adult as a person who's you know you're not necessarily in the relationship now where you're running to your parents for things but are i'll just ask this are there areas in your life where you feel like not you josh but in general where we feel like we have to figure this out on our own and the truth is, is is i think that's where a lot of us are like we we look at circumstances and situations oh, in I our know, life yeah. and we're like i got to figure this out i got to figure out xyz i got to do this i got to do that if i don't do it it doesn't happen now i'm not taking away responsibility and and because our next point is action mm-hmm. but there's nothing about hearing from god and me being in our, in this conversational relationship with him that's that has depths and where I'm paying attention and and I'm being constant and specific and engaged with him, like I shouldn't feel like um that I've got it, I've got to figure this out. Like that God's not with us. I mean, there's the very well known verse in, in Philippians 4. It's like, don't be anxious about these things. In every situation, by prayer mm-hmm. and petition with thanksgiving Present your request to God. That's that's specific. Yep. Um, that's relational. Mm-hmm. And the promise of that is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, you know, so we're like, but what about, but what about, no, transcends all understanding. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a promise as we seek God. So you, listener, you want to hear from God, be constant and specific in your prayers and, and then and trust that he hears them trust that he's received these trust that he knows best for you and rest in that mm-hmm. you know yeah so but don't rest so much that you don't take action which is the next part of this formula that willard dallas willard kind of uh, alludes to mm-hmm. uh, the quote that I read at the beginning. Here's the fourth aspect. So, so repeat here. Um, there's, we need to have depth. We need to pay attention. We need to be constant and specific. Then we need to take action. And, and really what that means is, you know, and I used, I will, I used to be so much better at this. Um, and by used to, I mean like 20 something years ago, (laughs) Mm. For the first five, six years of my walk with Christ, I had stacks and stacks and stacks of journals because I wrote all the time. Mm. And um, as I moved into ministry and as I moved into teaching and preaching ministry, mm. that kind of stopped because I would I would invest my writing and and in some ways it kind of comes out in my teaching yeah, and yeah. preaching, but it's it's not the same. Mm. But I would say take action when when you are listening for God from when you're listening for God and you hear from God, or you're wondering, Hey, is this from the Lord? Is this passage that he, you know, told me, you know, that I thought about, is that from the Lord? Is this song that I just heard? Is that God speaking to me? Is that message I just heard from that pastor something? I'm like, is this the way that God is answering me? Write that stuff down. Like, you know, put it in your notes on your phone, but like keep track of it and meditate on those things. And, um, you know, work on this over time, you know, take those things and because the worst thing we could do is pray and then not act, not listen, not respond, or listen and go, wow, that was great. God spoke and then just forget about it.
1: That's called being lazy.
0: <laughs> that is called being real lazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we need to have this expectancy that God is going to communicate with us and we need to be prepared to respond you know, like, and, and some of that is just recording the way in which he responds. And then here's the fifth aspect of, um, uh, it, how do we hear from God? How do we know it's God's voice? And it's this repeat, like, if you don't hear from God, then repeat steps one through four. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Start over. Yeah. Like continue that, like have the depth, like be constant, like all these things. Um, you're talking about seeking God, you know, Psalm 139 says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Boy, that's a, that's a, uh, am I in the pig pen kind mm-hmm. of prayer. Because yeah. if if you're asking God to search you, he's gonna, we want him to reveal where we are. This is what Willard says. He said, it is much more important and, and this is really the point. It's much more important to cultivate the quiet, inward space of a constant listening than to always be approaching God for specific direction. So what he's saying is it's not really so much about us hearing from God as it is us. I mean, yes, that's important. But he's saying, look, we need to put in the time, the effort, the practice of mm. approaching God. Yeah instead of just expecting him to be blasting out stuff with this, like, you know, like a horn, like, mm-hmm. here's my blessing, here's my leading, here's my this, here's my that, of us knowing how to approach him. That's yep. So that's really important. Um, so, I don't know. I, here's where I guess I kind of want to just wrap this up quickly as, as far as listening and hearing from God. Uh, and this is the, the third part of... Um, you know, initially when I wrote on on hearing from God, I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a three parter. So I've we've we've put out two parts. So we just reviewed part two. This is really yeah. what uh, has come out this week. The part three is is how learning to hear God, learning learning to hear God, and to hear him well. It includes being able to recognize what he's telling us and, and the way in which he's telling us, right? Kind of like content yeah. and tone. Like, what is God saying? What is he speaking to us? Because sometimes, you know, as going back to the whole parent thing, there are times that we speak with a tone that's that's maybe bold or firm with our kids, but it still flows from a place of love,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know the way in which God has, speaks to me, and sometimes he's, you know, like... Call me a knucklehead or you know don't do that dummy or whatever. and I say that. that's just kind of how I hear it. and I, I hear that in love. like yeah. that's God being like, Shannon, come on. you know I, that's just that's just how I hear that. Um, right? He's patient. he's kind. he's he's not bragging or prideful. Um, this is his his character is love. He's he so we need to understand that. We need to understand that that's that's the nature of which God's voice come comes from. I want to get really practical for a moment um, as we wrap this up, because I think it's something that um, I think is someone might go, okay, how, I okay, I'm hearing something, Shannon. I'm hearing something. I've been praying, and I'm hearing something. How do I know? Because I think this is a really important question. How do I know this is God, and this is not just me?
1: Mm, That's I, qu- I struggle with that a lot.
0: How do I know this is God and not just me? And then... How do I know this is God, or how do I know this isn't the enemy? That's like, you know, I mean, because he's a tempter. I mean, yeah. he did it with Jesus; he's gonna do it with us. Like, yeah, if he's willing right? to tempt the boss, <laughs> yeah, he started with Adam and Eve, and then he came around again. Like, it's it's how he works. So it's like, how do I know? Well, I want to read to you the like probably the most mer- the most wedding um, Bible verse there is. <laughs> But I want you to hear it, and I want you to hear this, like really hear this, before I share with you just a couple of bullet points that I think are indicators of the difference between the voice of God or the voice of self or the enemy. So hear this, and I I do appreciate this, um, our friend Bob Moon. How I've seen, you know, I've been a couple of weddings he's done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, or he's you know been a part of, and and I like what he does because he takes First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Verses four through seven, the love Mm -hmm. uh, passage. Love is patient. Love is kind. And he says to the husband and wife, the man and woman who are about to be married, he says, instead of the word love, put your name in there. So it'd be Uh, like, I've seen you do it too. Josh is patient. Josh is kind. Josh does not envy. Josh does not boast. Kara is listening to this right now, going, Josh, are you listening to this? (laughs) Um, So, but right. So here it is love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud this is the description of love friends how do you know if it's the voice of God or if it's the voice of yourself or the enemy love does not dishonor others love is not self-seeking love is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth love always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres when you hear this right does your do you does what you hear match god's character or is it from self or from the enemy this is the way to you run it through this you run it through first corinthians 13 4 through 7 because
1: it's like the the hearing check
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> Beep. Well, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, are you hearing? Does it check these boxes?
0: Right. And that's the thing. Like I, I have found myself saying this many times to people of all ages, but prime for a long time, just the nature of, of the ministry I was doing student ministry, college ministry, young adult ministry. But I I say it all the time now with people in their forties and fifties and sixties. So it's, it's the same, but it's, it's this deal of like, I don't know if, you know, I'm just really confused. Um, I don't know which way to go. I'm not sure what. And I said, listen, God is not a God of confusion. If you are confused right now, then, then that's not the Lord. Either you're confusing yourself or the enemy's confusing you, or you're not listening or something, but God is not sitting there confusing you. Mm -hmm. Like if if you're seeking God, he's not going to now, now, how do we say that I'm confused? Like, what's our... Is it because I didn't get the answer I want? Am I going to call that confusion? That's a whole other side thing of how do mm-hmm. you define mm-hmm. confusion? But our God is, God is not a God of confusion. Our God is, is not a God of disorder. Like, he He is... He's perfect. He's perfection. And so when when you find that the circumstances, of the situation, or what you're feeling inside is not in line, and you can use First Corinthians 13 as a great... I don't know, those... Those like bumper car, like, you know, the little cars you can drive at like Disney World and other places and it keeps you in the track and not yeah. bumper cars, but like you drive, drive on a path. Yeah. Like let First Corinthians 13 be that. Let it be those bumper rails that keep you in because you, you drive that thing off the bumper rails and you're going to be in, and there's going to be problems. Yep. So anyway, I'm babbling, I know, but so how do you know And is what I'm hearing? Okay, fine. I've been wanting to hear. Well, now I'm starting to hear. How do I know if it's the voice of God or is it the voice of self? Because li- you look right there at verse, uh, verse 5. It's not self-seeking. So yep. if you find that what you're hearing is very self-seeking and you know that it's going to uh, come at cost, relational cost, like in such a way that it is no benefit to anybody but, but it, you. It, you and elevates you and does what you want, oh, friend, that's just uh, th- that's you <laughs> that's you so here are some here's some points uh, quickly to here are some in, let's start with indications of self and we'll end okay. with, with the voice of god if 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 what you're hearing is is a very driving or pushing kind of like um, you know th- Act without thinking. Uh, go quickly. Um, you know everyone else is is hesitant to uh, agree with you. There's no one else speaking this into your life. That you don't have. You know that's the other thing with the depth of God's word. I would have added to Dallas Willard's list was to have um, the the voices of other people of trusted, mature believers that can speak alongside. Mm-hmm. Now you know we're not putting people's voices above God's but but God has given us people yes like we're here together as people right now as the body of Christ so mm-hmm. let's let's um uh, let's participate in that right so we're not go off doing our own thing going i need to hear from God just me and God but like okay this is what i think i've heard I'm going to bring this to the people that I trust, people that that I know will speak truth to me, people who will, will uh, that that I have submitted myself to uh, in accountability. You know those kinds of things. Yes. So anyway, <clears throat> so if, if it's if what you're hearing is kind of outside of that realm or the, you know, you hear this and it's like it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. That that's not that's an indicator of self and the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's not the way God operates. Um, we've spent some time talking about proof texting scripture, you know, cause here we are saying, you know, we need to have depth of scripture, right? If, if, you, if you are hearing from God, but what you're hearing and you are backing that up with scripture, but it's proof text, like, you know, you're pulling out a portion of a verse to say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I've heard from God because, you know, a small little portion of text pulled out. That, that's not, again, that's not the fullness of the way in which God speaks to us. Um, if what you're hearing is not merciful or graceful, um, that's something to think about. If, if what you're hearing is even self-condemning, like it's like about condemnation for yourself, that's the enemy. That is definitely the enemy. God does not He doesn't speak that way. He doesn't talk to us that way. He doesn't He doesn't say, Josh, you're a no good, dirty, blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, you're my son.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You you I love you. I've given everything for you. So if you're listening for God, but what you're hearing is I suck and I can't do anything right, that's not the Lord. Nope. That is not the Lord. At all. So like we need to be able to understand that. Um, yeah. And so that condemning self-worth and then if what you're hearing is, is so divisive that it tears the body of Christ, um, then again, that's not the Lord. That's not, that's not the way that the Lord works. So those are some indications, some of if you're hearing from God or what you're hearing, how do you know that's self and enemy? Here are some indications of God speaking instead of it being driving or pushing, like I said, God's voice is leading. God's voice is inviting. God's voice comes with peace. It does not come with confusion. God's voice is in line with scriptural principles, which means many scriptures, mm-hmm. all equaling and adding up to saying the same thing consistently. That's not proof texting. An indication of God's voice is that it it's, it, it comes with mercy. It is It comes with a desire to bring peace. Um, Instead of condemnation, God's voice corrects behavior. Mm -hmm. It might say, Josh, you're my son and I love you, but you've made a mistake. Yep. Right. So that's different. Um, Another indication of God's voice is that instead of this, um, you you know, you are horrible, it's, no, this, Josh, you need to confess this. And Mm -hmm. specific, you know, we're specific to him. He'll be specific to us. Yep. He sure will. And then instead of peace, uh, instead of division, God's voice is one that is about bringing, again, fullness and peace and wholeness to his work. Yes. Not to break it apart over and over and over again. Now, I will say, because I've said that Dallas Willard wrote some of the stuff that kind of got me thinking about this, um, some of these indications of self uh, of self or enemy or the voice of God, um, I got from a book called Hearing God. Um, for, by author um, Peter Lord. So I just wanted to say that as well. Okay. So, Hearing God: an easy-to-follow step-by-step guide to two-way communication with God from Peter Lord. Um, so I'm getting a phone call. Turn the. You can, <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the. Uh, hey, the little just ringing. a little bit. That's our friend Tim Feathers. I wonder if he oh, listens okay. to the podcast.
1: He's listening. He was listening right now and wanted to give his <laughs> feedback. He's
0: like, "Hey, I'm calling in. Is this in a call-in show? No, <laughs> not right now." So I have no idea Joshua, if what we just talked about made sense to anybody else, but I hope that it did
1: it made sense to me.
0: okay, well that's good. Um, I just think it's important for us. I think we're in a season as a church where um, we need to be listening to God and and responding to him and um, you know we talked about Easter being so important I'll just I'll reiterate the the whole I, I'm super excited for Easter um but i'm also super excited for this sunday um mm-hmm. i just i want people to know that i just want people to understand that um jesus christ wants to come and and completely radically change their lives and um and wherever they i think they are on their faith journey or however they appear to be um but where they where they are right now god wants to he wants to change their lives and so mm-hmm. that's you know, I'm excited for Easter because there will be some some ears and eyes present that aren't always. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also excited for this coming Sunday, too, so, there will that be, same, for that same reason.
1: Yeah, there will be eyes and ears that have never... Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's that's where we are. So, you know, everyone, listen for God.
1: And invite someone to church. <laughs>
0: and invite someone to church. That's right. That's right. Uh, anything else we want to throw in? Um there, I do want to mention this. Um, I don't know if you were about to or not, but um, I know that um, our community ministry partner, Living Bridges, is having their egg hunt this Sunday, and they they Saturday. do their, I'm sorry, this Saturday, excuse me, uh, the 25th, and they do like um, you know, Darcy handles who comes, and it's it's kind of you know who's going to be here and all that. Mm-hmm. But we have it here on our our campus. Yep. And uh, we want to help them as well, not just let them use the property, but help mm-hmm. them. And so I know that she was like, "I need this many people." I think she needed like five. I mean, like five, five or, or so people. Yeah. But but I want to mention that because you might be listening to this right now and going, "Well, I can I can go out there from you know nine to one or two on Saturday, and mm-hmm. um, or you know maybe I can only get there at ten and leave at one, like you know, show up like well besides just showing up." Email. You can sign up, yeah, or you can email c- connections, connections at
1: theportcc.com, the and that'll put you in contact with John and Taylor, who are connections pastors, mm-hmm. and they will put you on the list that you're coming to help Darcy and Living Bridges for this uh, wonderful thing that uh, they're doing. Because the families that are mm-hmm. doing this egg hunt have put in work, and this they is have. Re- and this a- is a reward for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and and I love the ministry that they're doing because they say they want to lift a hand up, not a hand out. And they're Darcy and her team have they're doubling down on we really want to equip people mm-hmm. um, with life skills, uh, with with um, uh, you know, in interpersonal relationships, family relationships, uh, job searching and interviewing, and and just so many things and. And knowing Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, and it's not just you know, you know, handing out food, which is part of what they've done, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than that. And so you're right; the people that are coming are people that have really have put that in. So, if you have a couple hours Saturday, would you uh, email uh, connections at the dot and let them know and come and hang out and be yeah. part of the day?
1: And you're gonna hear a lot more about more opportunities <clears throat> with Living Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a ministry we've we were established as a church in 2019 and we have partnered in ministry with Living Bridges in 2019 mm-hmm. and we're only going to continue to partner with them in ministry but also sh- become stronger partners in ministry yes. with them. Yes. So there's going to be a lot more uh, opportunities to serve with Living Bridges. So go ahead and pull the Band-Aid off and and, <laughs> and this will be a first serving opportunity because we're going to have so many more that uh, once you do your first one, you're, you're going to love... Serving alongside Darcy and the team at Living Bridges because mm-hmm. they're fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else that's coming up besides that that we want to mention?
1: Um, if you have a middle school or high school student, and God bless you. Yes. Oh, for, oh, that wasn't the
0: end of it. Okay, well, I thought you were just saying.
1: But uh, if <laughs> if you want them to go on mission trip or oh, mission yeah. week, mm-hmm. uh, spots are filling up. So go ahead and get them signed up. Yep. This is not a vacation. They're going to be doing ministry work and you'll be surprised how changed your student is by God after this week.
0: Mm, mhm. You talk about that depth or we talked about that depth and there's something about these these several day opportunities that let's be real, students have the opportunities a lot more than adults do just cuz their lives allow yep. for it. Yep. Um, but it's not impossible for adults either. Um, but the students have these great opportunities just to, to be together to kind of check out from the world and check out from the distractions and uh, worship and and talk about God and put into action the things they know about the Lord um, and it's always just so so amazing to see mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah in a middle schooler which we you know we might think oh my middle schooler is a weirdo but but my they goodness. are <laughs> yeah but that mission week um, that, that we have uh, is always great to be here. And then the high school students are going back to New Orleans, um, which I know they're very excited about mm-hmm. to be able to to reestablish that relationship that, that Justin has set up with um, a church there and a pastor there that's that's been there for a while. Years, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and we just weren't able to do it last year. So yep. this time around, it's coming. So anyway, yeah, if you've got a student, bring them on. Um, I think that's all. We yeah. talked a lot today. Yep. So you're like, yeah, you have Shannon. Let's
1: wrap it up. <laughs> anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, well, hey. Wind it up. <laughs> Wind it up. Um, it's great to talk to you guys. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday. And we look forward to talking to you again soon on the next episode. So have a great rest of your week. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.